Hello everyone and welcome to today's talk. Today we're going to talk about China and the, try to answer the question if it's actually facing its downfall and if so, what are the reasons for it? So let me pull up my slides here and as always let me know if you can see and hear me loud and clear. Feel free to ask your questions in the chat below. So the question today um, is China or why China is facing its downfall. Um, I think at least that's my hypothesis and um, yeah, I'm more than happy to hear your feedback. Therefore, yeah, let's have a look at it. In my opinion, um, China's growth and therefore China's wealth um, came or comes from being the world's assembly line, meaning when we look at China for the last 30, 40 years, then basically what China did was importing goods, raw materials, assembling stuff, building stuff, and then exporting products into the rest of the world. And that was a quite successful business model. But, and I will talk about the reasons for a second, I think, um, yeah, that is pretty much over for several reasons. Because um, yeah, over the last years, the geopolitical environment and uh, yeah, situation changed a lot. And I think that caused some problems that China will not able to fix because it just doesn't have any influence on it. In my opinion, there are three main requirements. And um, these three main requirements are breaking down right now. So reason number one or requirement number one to run that kind of business model was that China had very cheap labor for yeah, two reasons or not two reasons, but for the main reason that they just have a lot of people. There's a big population over, what is it, a billion people or something like that. And therefore it was very cheap for China to, yeah, to kind of be that assembly line and actually produce all these often cheaper products or at least cheaper compared to the rest of the world. Requirement number two is that um, yeah, you need a lot of cheap energy to run your production, to run your industry, your trans to run your transport system and so on. And um, yeah, therefore China is dependent on uh, yeah, cheap energy. And if you followed the world over the last few months, over the last few years, then you realize, um, yeah, that we are in a kind of global, maybe energy crisis, but at least, um, yeah, that energy prices over the last year um, skyrocketed and therefore that will affect China as a main importer of energy. Reason number three, as I said, um, China is importing um, the most of their raw materials and the most of their inputs and therefore is dependent on, on the one hand cheap, but on the other hand, safe trade routes. And um, yeah, China was one of the main beneficiaries from globalization because um, yeah, compared to 100 years ago, the world was relatively safe and global trade routes relatively safe. But we'll talk about that in a second. And um, yeah, the main guarantor, but 
I think that's probably the wrong word, but um, basically the US guaranteed that global shipping lanes were safe with their Navy. They are kind of the world's police and therefore it was cheap for the rest of the world to yeah, ship their goods all over the world. And it was cheap and affordable to run that globalized business model. But um, yeah, if that is breaking down, then China has a big problem. And as I said, in my opinion, China won't be able to fix these problems, at least not short term. So let's have a look at it. Reason number one, as I said, cheap labor. When we look at um, yeah, China's population growth over the last decades, then we see that we have a constant decline in the population growth rate. And um, of course, as you know, that's mainly um, because of China's one child policy. And therefore, um, yeah, when we look at the um, working age population, meaning population that's actually able to work and to yeah, man the assembly lines, then we see that in around 2010, um, yeah, the population of China peaked. It's not so easy to get actually reliable data on their population. Um, but it's safe to say that in 2010 or around 2010, we saw the peak. And since then, we are seeing a steady decline. So there are basically two ways to solve the problem. Reason number or solution number one, um, yeah, every Chinese couple could say, all right, we have now four or five children. But even if the Chinese start making children today, um, then we are looking at at least yeah, 15, 20 years till these children are entering the workforce, meaning for the next decades, that problem um, won't, be, yeah, won't be fixed with just population growth. Option number two, immigration, meaning yeah, what most Western countries are doing, the US, for example, Canada, and most European countries um, that they try to be attractive for immigration, but you would probably agree with me here that nobody really wants to migrate to China. So basically two solutions are not really feasible here. Therefore, for the next 20 years, we won't see a change here. And therefore, um, yeah, China won't be able to offer that cheap labor to the global marketplace. Reason number two, energy prices. And um, as we can see here, let me speed up a little. Um, yeah, when we look at the oil consumption and oil production, then we see that the red line here um, symbolizes the oil production, meaning the domestic oil production of China, and the black line, the oil consumption. And yeah, already in the early 90s, um, we can see that the consumption by far um, exceeds the production, meaning China is uh, very dependent on foreign uh, oil imports. As we can see here, yeah, basically the domestic production is more or less on the same level. There are just so many oil reserves that you can tap into. And therefore, um, yeah, China imports more and more um, of their oil and therefore is um, reliant on foreign oil imports. And when we then look um, yeah, at the third point, which kind of ties um, these all things together, um, meaning cheap and safe trade routes, um, and we look at the Eastern Hemisphere, 
then we see that there are a lot of, uh, or basically that there are only a few um, yeah, core shipping lanes um, where basically all global trade has to go through. For example, we have the yeah, Street of Malacca, we have uh, the Suez Canal, we have the Gibraltar um, choke points and so on. And um, most of these areas are not really stable. For example, um, yeah, when we look at the African region, we have a lot of piracy there. Um, when we look at um, the Strait of Hormuz, where basically Iran, um, yeah, in the past decades, uh, always was a big of a problem and sometimes yeah, attacked tankers or shut down um, the strait there. And therefore, yeah, oil trade um, was uh, yeah, basically very expensive or very dangerous. Um, then we see that, um, yeah, these are areas far beyond China's reach, meaning China can't really affect or control um, these areas. Again, the United States Navy was basically um, the one that guaranteed the security there. And um, what even a short or a small um, effect or a shutdown of one of these choke points can mean, we saw that one or two years ago when the Suez Canal, Suez Canal got blocked for a few weeks because one container ship got stuck there, or right now um, in the Turkish Straits where basically um, yeah, Russia is blocking Ukraine from exporting um, their grain, which yeah is causing high food prices and probably um, yeah, starvation in Africa and the Middle East, then yeah, we start to understand um, how fragile the whole global trade routes actually are. <clears throat> and contrarian to what we maybe see in um, the news or see in the media, um, China is not able to project their military power um, behind or, yeah, um, is not able to project their military power uh, more than till the first island chain. So basically, um, yeah, the Chinese don't have a blue water navy, meaning they only have a navy, navy with very limited range. So they only can basically, yeah, um, they only are able to control the South China Sea and the East China Sea, um, but that's it. And uh, everything beyond that is out of their reach and therefore out of their control. Meaning um, as soon as one of these choke points um, yeah, gets blocked or gets shut down for whatever reason, because of yeah, piracy in, the, um, yeah, in, uh, in Africa or uh, state piracy in one of the other regions, um, China will be one of the first countries that will yeah, feel, these, um, yeah, feel these problems and feel these um, restrictions. Therefore, again, China is extremely dependent on um, yeah, imports and exports and therefore extremely dependent on cheap and safe trade routes. But there are more problems. These are the three main ones. Again, cheap labor, cheap energy and cheap and safe trade routes. And all of them are in question right now. But we have even more problems like that. We have, on the one hand, a looming real estate crisis um, that is going on for now over a year, where basically now every major um, yeah, real estate um, company in China has now 
big problems. Either they are facing or they already defaulted on some debt um, or they're facing liquidity problems. The next step, um, we start to see a looming banking crisis, meaning because of that liquidity contra construct contraction, um, yeah, a lot of Chinese people um, try to access their savings and a lot of people try to yeah, literally um, run to the banks and um, therefore we're seeing a problem yeah, glowing, not glowing, smoldering there. Then reason number six, COVID lockdowns. Um, for whatever reason, um, the Chinese don't really have um, working COVID vaccines or following a zero COVID policy, meaning as soon as they see yeah, rising COVID cases, they literally locking down complete cities or sometimes complete states. And of course, that is kind of the death sentence for um, the manufacturing there. And all of that um, we now can see step by step is leading to more and more civil unrest because yeah, people get fed up, people are not able to work, um, people are locked at their homes, people losing money because of the real estate crisis, people cannot access their money in their bank accounts. So what is the real estate crisis? Um, basically, when you are living in China, the only way how you can invest money or the only way um, yeah, you can save for your retirement um, is by buying or investing um, in real estate, meaning a lot of these real estate developers um, yeah, are, are selling um, yeah, these, these big apartment complexes um, and oftentimes um, they are not... Um, or they are, first of all, in very bad shape or very bad quality. And second of all, often um, nobody lives in there. Therefore, if you own an apartment complex or an apartment here like that and nobody is living there, you can't rent it out, then basically all your investments are worthless. And that is yeah, kind of a domino effect that we are seeing right now that is going through the whole Chinese economy and is starting to affect the real economy then in the second step um yeah we see a looming bank crisis meaning um yeah the chinese people tried to access their savings tried to access money in their bank accounts um yeah to buy simple um goods of the daily needs food and whatnot but um because we have that financial contraction and basically um yeah the money gets sucked out of the system there is no money in the bank and therefore um, the Chinese government shut down or closed a lot of these banks or restricted um, withdrawals. And therefore you can see here um, yeah, the Chinese people in front of some of the banks protesting because they want access uh, their money, but they can't. Then we have, as I said, the COVID lockdowns where we see complete um, yeah, blocks or complete cities, sometimes complete um, states completely shut down. People are not allowed um, to leave their homes, sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months. And um, yeah, they are not even allowed to buy food. It has to be delivered. And of course, if that doesn't work, um, because there are millions of people in, uh, in these cities, um, that um, yeah becomes a big problem. And as we know, this yeah, zero COVID policy doesn't really work. We still see breakouts um, all over the place. 
And that, um, yeah, can lead to civil unrest. Um, again, we only get very limited information out of um, China. Um, the yeah, state propaganda is uh, very, um, yeah, very strict, and of course wants to prevent to get out any or that any negative information gets out of the country. Um, but what we can see here is that they um, are partially deploying tanks in some areas of the country um, to make sure that um, yeah, the protests don't get out of hand or that people don't storm the banks. So the question is, should Xi Jinping become nervous? Um, because the deal for but the deal between the Chinese people and the Chinese government over the last decades was basically all right, the Chinese government provides um, some economic stability, some economic freedom, and therefore some safety. And yeah, you were able to live properly. You had a roof over your head and you were able to buy food and you have some little form of capitalism. And therefore, in exchange, um, they voted or they supported the party line and um, Xi Jinping. But that is now breaking down because um, in the past, of course, when you are quasi-dictator, um, you could reap all the benefits or you can, can you know, take credit for everything that worked out. So everything that worked out in, in China, of course, um, yeah, the party um, said that is because we did it and um, praise us. But now that changes and um, goes in the opposite direction because now all these problems are arising um, all over China. People are not able to leave um, their homes. People um, are not able to work. People cannot buy food. So the basic needs of the people um, aren't met. And therefore, um, yeah, we see that um, yeah, growing civil unrest, people get more and more fed up and uh, more and more blame the party and more and more blame Xi Jinping um, for the current situation. So um, yeah, that's the two edged sword when you are um, yeah, a dictator, when things are good, you can reap the credit, but when things are bad, of course, people blame you for the situation. So to recap really quick, why do I think um, that China is pretty much done or is yeah, facing its decline over the next decade or decades? Um, reason number one, or the main reason is their business model that worked over the last decade doesn't work anymore. Meaning being the assembly line of the work, import of the world, importing raw materials, taking inputs in, using cheap labor and cheap energy to manufacture goods and products that the world wants, and then export them for a competitive price, not for the best quality, but at least for a competitive price compared to Western countries, for example. And now that is shifting because a lot of Western countries try to bring home their production, bring home their assembly line. So that business model is crumbling. One reason, or reason number one is, um, yeah, labor becomes more and more expensive because we have an increasing living standard. Therefore, people want to get paid more for their work on the one hand. And on the other hand, um, yeah, we have a decreasing population because of the one-child policy. 
Reason number two, we see um, yeah, global energy prices um, increasing and China is extremely dependent on energy imports, mainly oil imports. Reason number three, the inputs and uh, yeah, the trade routes um, are beyond China's reach. Therefore, um, yeah, if the US um, don't secure them anymore and make sure that these trade routes are safe, then China has little options because, again, they don't really have a strong enough blue water navy. Reason number three, now that spills over or we see that real, uh, looming real estate crisis, meaning a lot of the savings, a lot of the investment of the Chinese people yeah, get evaporated and that kind of so starting domino effect that now is spilling over into the uh, financial sector and in the real economy, which is causing a banking crisis, a liquidity um, crisis, there's just not enough money in the system. On top of that, over the last two years, we see yeah, COVID lockdowns where whole areas, whole cities, millions of people get locked down, have to stay at home and yeah, can't leave their homes, can't work, can't buy food and so on. And we see more and more um, yeah, protests, we see more and more civil unrest. And yeah, again, I think most of these reasons or most of these factors are beyond the reach of the Chinese government. And even if they want, they are not really able to change that. So I hope that um, yeah was insightful. I hope um, you learned something. I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, maybe you disagree with me. And if that's the case, um, yeah, feel free to share your thoughts in the comment section below. Feel always free to hit the like button. If you haven't done so as yet, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And of course, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. That being said, I wish you a good time. Have a good one. And till next time. Bye bye.